tit for tat for every tit. There's a tat, tit tit tat tat tit tit tat tit for tat. Thomas and Miranda, a dude and a queen, talking about the gossip out on the scene, and you can count on them to give you the dish. And if we don't like you, you're a son of a bitch. Oh my. Tit for tat, oh tit for tat for every tit. There's a tat. Hello, all you titty tats Hello. out there. It is the Tit for Tat Show. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm your giant drag queen hostess, Veranda Lanai, i.e. giant redwood tree of drag lady person. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that lady person or lady slash person? Uh, lady slash person. There we go. Okay. okay. Something like that. Because most ladies are people. Uh, yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. Yes. <laughs> and that would be Mr. Thomas. Yay. Yes. And wait a minute, Chris. Feel free to throw yay Uh-oh. in. I usually yay all the time. You didn't yay tonight. I, I have not yayed yet, but He's I'm not sure something for will you. make me yay. He's waiting for himself. He's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be producer Daddy. Yay. Oh, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I see how this episode's going to go. Yep, I found yep, out. Yep, oh, yep. Yeah, oh, boy. Just oh, that way. Oh, boy. So, like, are you guys, like, glad that it's starting to warm up and we get, get outside and... Yes, and I'm glad Just, I've been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I can actually start doing things. I know, right? Yeah, that's a big one. Yeah, me too. I just I just got my my last shot uh, a couple days ago. Congratulations! So yeah, yeah. my arm is really sore. Is too. it really? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to go reach for something from the cabinet. I'm like, ow! What did you get? Do you know? What did I get? Yeah, what company? <laughs> I was like, what did I get? <laughs> <laughs> what shot are you talking about? Right. <laughs> Uh, I got um, uh, Pfizer. Oh, good. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I guess they're all good, but you know how there's all that blood clot rumors. Yeah, that Johnson & Johnson thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it, then again, well, I'm so glad happy people are, are vac- that little, that ver- ver- vaccinated. Happy talk. people? Happy. <laughs> I don't know where I am today. I am all over the place. I feel right. it. I'm feeling it. You want me to lead tonight? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shut no. up. All right, so our titty tats have been very, um, very, very uh, vocal. Incredibly vocal these past couple of weeks. And we're happy for that. Yeah. We're happy for, we're glad that you're still listening and enjoying us. And Still? Still. <laughs> Some of them may have left. Who know? I don't know. No. We have a loyal bunch. Good. Yes, we do. Yeah. All right, let's see what they have to say. Okay. I'm excited for this Buckle now. up. Yes. Hello from Germany. To you all and my brothers and sisters worldwide. Yeah. Wow. You are all welcome here. Yay. My, well, <laughs> that was a little half-hearted. Is Germany open? <laughs> I don't know at the moment. My question is this. Okay. All of the sexuality, quote-unquote, issues. Yes you discuss is very common here we are are we more open to sexual acts here or is it repression around the world hmm. this is from peter from germany or peter you're a whore 
It's a good question. Yeah, but you know, I still think there's there uh, a lot of the European countries are very open yeah. about mm-hmm. sexual practices and things of that nature. Yeah. So you, I, I, maybe it's just it's country specific. Yeah, I think it's a cultural difference mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah, but you know, we've had questions from other countries asking us sexual questions. Mm-hmm. I do so. believe that the <clears throat> there's more of a taboo culture in Europe that's acceptable. That's not taboo over there. Versus, like, in the Western world, yeah, I think. Yeah. Americans are prudes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and it's it's all, they're all just prudes. Yeah. <laughs> they're prudes. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. Do you need some coffee? A shot I of don't tequila? know. I need a shot. Oh, God. Oh. Kenny, where are you? <laughs> what? I'm going to put a wine tap in the booth for Uh-oh. next time. Oh, that sounds good. Uh. Where's my juice box? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mama needs her juice box. Oh, Lord. Yeah. All right. Hello, beauties. Oh, why, thank you. Yeah, hello. Yeah. I was recently... (laughs) (laughs) I was recently mask-shamed at (gasps) Starbucks here in the Lone Star State. Mm. A quite robust woman, question mark, told me my mask looked stupid. She, of course, wasn't wearing one. With all my Southern charm, my mama raised me right... I informed her, so does her face, but I can take my mask off. (laughs) (laughs) What is the hashtag titty tat mask policy? And that is from Charles in San Antonio. Oh. Well, Charles, my mask is very glittery and glamorous (laughs) and full of sequins, and it just blinds those bitches right right from the start. Perfect. (laughs) No, I think we are down for safety. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, come on. You know, we've we've got uh, we've got a you know a baby in our midst Mm, that needs to be you know make sure that they're safe and just of course us and all of our friends and family too. Yeah, what's the big deal? Jeez, it is a piece of freaking cloth. Right, I'll be over soon. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and let's not go into who that person probably represents. Mm. <laughs> hey, lady, your pants look stupid, but right. at least I can take mine out. No. <laughs> who knew that was a thing, even mask yeah, shaming? Uh, really? Yeah, that kind of took me by surprise. Yeah, like how awful of that you don't want to get sick. But then again, I know. That is Texas. Uh oh. A little bit of Texas there. Shade thrown. Well, you know, I gotta tell you, just if you're not in Austin, I don't know. Oh. Oh, well, I'm gonna We're say gonna get it. some angry I'm letters from the Lone Star State. Well, no, next there week. are plenty of wonderful people in yeah, no. all the cities. Yes. But I will tell you this much. I've heard this before from okay. people in Texas. Oh, you have? Yeah, I have. And it's just it's just that whole like where we don't need to follow anything. Like, cause yeah. we're Texas. Yeah, like it's that mentality that drives mm-hmm. me nuts. Like, come on. Yeah. Well, I love al- Texas. There's always talk they're leaving the union. Yeah. Well, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love Veranda tonight. Oh, this is a rare glimpse. It is. It is. It At is. the non-shimmering Veranda. <laughs> Sassy Veranda. My, my 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 glitter has uh, dulled a little bit today. <laughs> All right, Daddy, hit us. Mm. Hey, Tit for Tat Show. Hey. I'm a high school senior who is totally confused. I'm a straight guy, but try to be an ally to LGBTQIA plus people. Apparently, even though I try, I keep screwing it up. I go out of my way to say hi and be supportive to the community in my school, but keep getting met with name-calling and ugly looks. I honestly don't know 
I honestly don't even know what the names mean that they call me. <laughs> <laughs> Help me be better oh. from Chris in Arizona. Oh. Oh. Well, you know, I was gonna. I was actually gonna say, "Well, bless your heart." Well, that's just not what needs to be said right now. Correct. But good for you, and keep trying. Yeah. What yeah, do you? I'd think like that... to know what names they're calling. Yeah, that would be interesting to know because yeah. I don't know of any real like slur for, I guess, straight people. Mm, yeah. Coming from a, from being a gay man, I don't know that I've ever said anything nasty. Yeah, you I mean, have. I've been called many names, but right, right. let's go through those. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. I don't, but you know what? What was what was the Chris in Arizona? Chris. <laughs> oh, wow, Chris, keep keep supporting. And you know, I'm sure maybe maybe that your your high school group has uh, or your high school has a group for uh, LGBT, yeah, GSA. You know, why don't you join the group and and be? Hey, I am an ally. I'm here to yeah. support you. And and don't stop. Don't yeah. don't let the name calling stop you because guess what we've we've dealt with that all of our lives. Well, and you know, the only thing I'll add is it is possible that those people that you are trying to be supportive of have been bullied to such an extent that they're not even sure what you're doing is real, yeah. right? Yeah. Sad but true. You yeah. know, maybe this is an example of that extreme. Who knows, right? But yeah. um, no, very much to what you said. Keep doing what you're doing. It will pay off down the line. Mm-hmm. People need support. Yeah, you know. But um, try not to be too hard on them. Yeah, no. And it, even if it's if it's not a high school, find find your local LGBT group yeah. in 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 your city. And I'm sure they would love to have you volunteer yeah. or be a part of that. So yeah, keep keep doing, keep doing what you're doing. I guess. Yeah. Good for you, Chris. Yeah, yeah. All right. Hello, show. Hello. I am a gay dad with two kids in their late teens. We are sorry. Yes, we are. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I like to have them listen to the show to spark discussions Uh that may be awkward otherwise. Uh Uh-oh. Sometimes that backfires. <laughs> I was waiting for My son told me one early morning that I have drag rot. <laughs> my other son decided to cut the crotch out of a stuffed animal, put it on my desk, and scream, It's Free Friday. <laughs> Thank you, question mark, question mark, question mark. This is from Brian in Texas. Oh, my God, another Texan. Oh, my God. Well, good for you for letting your kids listen to this. But wow. Well, yeah. maybe you should have known better <laughs> that they're teenagers. That was a good one, oh, though. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, sweetie, you don't have drag rot. Well... Well, we don't know you very well. We don't well, know you right? at all. <laughs> what do your kids know that we don't know? Right. <laughs> Notice he said early morning. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was funny. <sighs> all right. Hey, guys. Mm-hmm. Hey. Another military man heard from. Ah. I'm stationed on an aircraft carrier. I won't say where. I fall into the bi arena. The meaning bisexual. I'm I, I understand. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks for clearing that. Yes. <laughs> After listening to several shows with a few other guys, I've noticed a couple of the guys have their missile move into launch mode. Oh. Mm. Can I make the assumption that this signals preparedness to launch into a bi-gay <laughs> theater of war, or am I just wishing? 
And that's from from Anonymous. (laughs) Say it's probably a safe combination of both. I I can't. I'd like to respond in military speak. Yeah, go ahead. Correct. I can't. So they were standing at attention. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Yes, they were saluting. Correct. They were saluting. So what do you think the answer is? Chris said a little of both. I don't know what to say. Stepping in into the buy arena. I don't know what to say. I don't, I don't know. Maybe you know what? It's let keep keep listening to the show and see where it goes. From <laughs> 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 Just keep watching those flags rise. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, I yeah, love yeah. that. Well, actually, you should probably um, take the show and listen to it uh, in in the showers yes. and see what happens there. Yes. <laughs> Oh, we take no responsibility. That's right. Uh, we don't even know where you are, so what does it matter? <laughs> I guess we'll look for missile launches. Right. Yes. Right. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. Hello. <clears throat> Hola. Hello. So excited to write to you. I am a listener from Taiwan. My friends and I learn so very much about things we've never heard of. You and me both. <laughs> <laughs> I even made a bear costume out of blue fur to embrace the, f- it's spelled fury, but I believe they mean furry, furry yeah, community yeah. you discussed. My question is, what do you do in the costume? Many thanks. <laughs> 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 Many thanks. She Ming. Oh, wow. Well, oh. hello, Taiwan. Hey. Yes. Yeah. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> it was nice that you embraced the yes, furry community. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need love. You just need to find more furries now to have fun with. Yes, I, I think that he's a little confused. Well, I, I well, I think there might be some um uh extra holes that need to be um oh, placed in the costume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically it's not for Comic Con. <clears throat> no. <laughs> right. No. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. I'm going to pause right there and say, if you had any idea of the number of furry-related emails oh, that we get. Oh, are kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding <laughs> Oh, my. Right. Wow. Well, it, it's a community. Or Google. Or, yeah. Taiwan. The, the Google. Yeah. Do the, the Google. Google. <laughs> Do the Google if you're furry. <laughs> well, good for you. Embracing another part of... Uh, of uh, Fun. Well, we could have yeah. the cutout stuffed animals sent to Taiwan. Oh, there Lord. You go. We, need, we need to link them up. <laughs> Furry Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. When can we have Thirst Trap Thursday? Because right? I'd rather have that. We'd enjoy that a little oh, bit more. Lordy. All right. Hey, my loves. Well, Hel- hey. Hello. <laughs> Colin from Wales here. Oh. I am shocked and appalled as LGBT community members. You have never had a discussion about our glamorous royal family. Well, they got a lot of trouble right now. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Oh, man. Well, they do. Well, I guess. Everybody knows that. We have a real queen. I know. She's having trouble. Fabulous <laughs> crown jewels. Yes. Polish them 
<laughs> and next level drag. Yes, she wears wonderful hats. Yeah. Oh, God. What's your take from Sheila Sunrise, Brighton, UK? Yeah, what is your take on the royals? Um, oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very complex situation. I was just laughing, like, you know, at least let them rest for a week before you start going in on them. Right, <laughs> right. Wait, is, are you looking at me right now? Yes. I've gone in on no one. Indignant. <laughs> now, if I wanted to go in, I got two words for oh, you. Oh, what are they? Harry and Meghan. Oh. Mm-hmm. I didn't start that trouble. Oh. I was clear on the other side of the pond. <laughs> <laughs> That's an issue. It is. It is. Well, you know, the next level drag thing, like UK's drag is different. I know. I think you missed. I think I think they were talking about the Queen's drag. I don't care. I'm talking about UK's drag. I know. Drag. You were going to work it in no matter what. <laughs> See how this bitch is? Hey, yeah. I'm working it. I'm working it from yeah. from over here. Yeah. So what's what? Oh, veranda. <laughs> what is the big difference <laughs> between the U.S. and U.K. drag? <laughs> Screw the question from You're our listener. Here it's waffle. <laughs> oh my god. <clears throat> I'm not even gonna answer that now. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> Sheila Sunrise read an angry letter. Angry letter to, to Thomas. On Don't that worry, one. listeners. It'll come up about thirty more times. <laughs> <laughs> Bite me. I'm still wanting to know your take on the royal no. family. You've dodged it effectively. Oh, God. Are you, in fact, a royal? I am. See, you can dodge it with the best there of them. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, what's your take? Don't go in on them. <laughs> the reaction is the reaction is priceless over there. I'm kind of shocked and amazed that for some reason the royal family gets a pass on the show. I don't, you know what? I Only think for a week. I, well, well I guess, let's readdress yeah. them next week. All right. Mark <laughs> give the that queen, down. Give the queen some time to mourn, and then... <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. You're pulling the Philip card. Yes, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. a few other people are pulling. Yeah. <laughs> Who shall be nameless until next week. Oh, right. Lord. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, we'll circle Lord. back. All right. We'll Sheila, circle back. Is that her name? Sheila, Sheila Sunrise. We'll circle back. Yeah. Sheila Sunrise? Yes. I don't think that was a parent's a given drink. name. That's a drink. <laughs> yeah, that's a drink and a drag queen. Now, I heard there's a difference between the UK and US drag. Shut up! Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hi. Hey, everyone. <laughs> now, let me read this. Okay. Hey, everyone. Uh huh. Uh huh. I am a straight guy looking for clarification. <laughs> well. <laughs> Let's hear it. Yeah. My gay friends repeatedly tell me it's so much easier for guys to hook up because there's always a horny guy somewhere. It makes it seem like gay guys have an any port in the storm mentality. If this is true, it's completely unfair. Wait a minute, is he on the aircraft carrier? <laughs> <laughs> you just redeemed yourself. That was a good one. All right. It seems even more unfair that you have so many same-sex gathering places like locker rooms and bathrooms. Seriously, WTF. And that's from Pete in North Dakota. <laughs> Pete sounds jealous. Hello? Well, yeah. Pete, you're in North Dakota. And his name is <laughs> And his name is Pete. Oh. Ah. 
I, I don't know where you're hearing all this from, right? Because <laughs> that hasn't happened <laughs> like you think, right? I mean, I think there's more of the the fantasy of wanting right. to do it in the locker room and the bathroom and the pizza boy yeah. he delivers, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, extra sauce, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> let's let's lay down <laughs> just the tip. <laughs> let's lay down a few truths for Pete. Oh. Every gay man does not want your straight ass. Well, there's there's tip number one for you, well, Pete. Okay. I don't think he was. I don't think he was implying that they wanted him. What what was he implying? I think he was implying that because just inherently, you know, males are known for wanting to have sex all the time, and the <sighs> ease of access from male to male, both wanting to have sex all the time. He thinks that gays are just fucking wildly throughout the <laughs> throughout the world. <laughs> <laughs> And he's, Throughout North Dakota. <laughs> and he's not. Imagine that. <laughs> I think there's a tinge of jealousy there. Yeah, that's yeah. what I think, too. I, I think so. Maybe he's not getting enough in North Dakota. Well, <laughs> move. <laughs> I don't know what that's they... That's a whole other fetish. That's a oh, whole no. other I'm sorry. Fetish. I don't know no. what they have in North Dakota. I'm going to be sorry. Googling farm, farm porn. Well, don't they have bulls and stuff? Uh, okay. I'm sure they have many farm animals in, in North, North Dakota. Dakota. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pete, I have no idea what's <laughs> happening right now, but I feel like you offended me. It's all Thomas's <laughs> fault this time. I feel like I am offended. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Mm. I, I think he's I think he's got he's got it wrong out of jealousy. Yeah. yeah. Um out of out of all the people I know that are gay. There are definitely a very, very small few who are, I'll fuck anybody, anywhere, anytime, all holes are open, but the vast majority don't. (laughs) That that sounded like a traffic sign. (laughs) (laughs) All holes are open. (laughs) Get to the doctor. There's a flag guy waving him over. (laughs) But correct me if I'm wrong, the vast majority... They, Take they the left lane. <laughs> <laughs> no, Chris, you are correct. It is it is offensively stereotypical <laughs> right. to assume that all gay men mm. only want sex all the time right. with no... All hoes open. That sounds like a t-shirt. <laughs> oh. oh, Lordy. God, now I, I can't stop thinking about what the teenagers are going to say next. <laughs> <laughs> to the poor dad. Oh, All poor Brian in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> poor Brian. Right. <laughs> oh. Oh. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, Daddy. Oh, wind this shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, mates. <laughs> <laughs> if this is about the royal family or the differences in drag, I'm leaving. <laughs> you got me spinning. I laugh, I cry, I piss myself. Well, <laughs> all holes are open. <laughs> Is that the end of the letter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, no. Okay, okay, I got this. <laughs> At first I thought... <laughs> At first I thought you were making this stuff up, but Google confirmed you were not. 
<laughs> I'm trying to be an open, non-offensive fella. Uh-oh. What is the gay dog costume about? <laughs> Thanks, mates. What? From Reggie in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> that is quite something. Reggie. Let's oh, hook him up with Reggie. Pete in North Dakota. <laughs> 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 Reggie and Brian's kid with the, Fred, Re- with the Reggie. Go, go visit Sheila in Brighton. She'll, <laughs> she'll probably help you out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Also, he's talking about the pups, the pup costumes. It must be. Yeah, right? that's that's what it is. The the pups uh, with the, the henceforth fit. known as the gay dog. The costume. gay dogs. Good lord. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, that's a whole nother thing. It's a whole nother kink. Aren't straight people in that? No. Really? I don't think I've ever heard of a straight <laughs> person being in the pup community. Really? Yeah. I am completely ignorant to this pup community. Yeah, man. I mean that that's that's like a like a sub of like a of the leather of, community. Oh. Yeah. So, Daddy, how it works is <laughs> people will put on collars. Will put on big vinyl dog heads oh 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 okay okay yeah and i know what you're and talking they're, about they're on their off they're on their all fours right right okay i get it now. and i have personally witnessed a tail uh-huh butt plug when uh, the holes yeah. are all open the, that hole was closed <laughs> well, that <laughs> hole was closed that hole was plugged shut that yeah. hole was closed and they have pup play and like yeah. there's this whole thing they have handlers and yeah oh yeah it's a huge thing i will say when you stumble upon it unexpectedly well. it's a quite bit disturbing yeah it, it is it is very interesting. I was I <laughs> I had to host a pup competition oh. a couple times here locally. Yeah. And I didn't know what to do. Right. You know, and they're like, here, here's the leash. And I'm like, what do you want me to do with this? Like it just yeah. <clears throat> it was yeah. just it's such a it's such a different hmm. um I shouldn't say different. It's such a unique kink. Um, I've, seen, I, I've yeah. seen it as part of the BDSM culture. Yeah. But I I didn't know that's what it was called. Yeah, but I or the I, gay I, dog. Uh, <laughs> but I've only really seen it. I've only really seen it in the gay community. Like I've I've never really heard of any straight people really being a part of that. Now I could I've be seen straight wrong. porn where I haven't. Where, <laughs> where, <laughs> Me either. Where it was almost like a femdom thing, though, where the the woman had the 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 male on the leash. Yeah, but that that's a whole that, and yeah, they were they doing the dog thing. the dog thing, you know what I mean? But they, but but was was he wearing a pup face? Oh no. Okay, so Leather that's a huge and, difference. Uh, okay, that, that's okay. a difference. So then maybe I haven't seen this. No, no because they run up and they like paw you, and they'll they'll woof and they'll they'll pant <laughs> like it's a. I'm serious. I'm, I'm only laughing at Thomas. <laughs> yeah, he's like the paw mark. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's somewhat disturbing when you're yeah. not expecting it. Sure, sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and they have like um, they've created like special gloves that look like paws because they're oh. walking on their knuckles and like knee pit. Like it's yeah. a full okay. thing. Like okay. you are acting like. A pup, a dog. Well, and you know, I drew the line, and no judgment. We don't have judgment here, no. right? I drew the line when I saw a person lift his leg on the hotel wall. Well. <laughs> and I thought, okay, I can draw a line there. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh. hey, twitch your own. Enjoy. Woof, woof. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and the other dirty Pierre's back. <laughs> and the and the other part about that whole contest is that they, 
I dressed up as Cruella DeVille. Oh my God. <laughs> no. Did you know? I did it deliberately. Oh. Okay, good. good. They oh, loved good. it. They loved it. They didn't care. Okay. Yeah, that was fun. Oh my God. All right, Titty Tats. That's your. <laughs> Those are our Titty Tats. Those are our titty tats. Yeah, I don't think I could take another one. Hey, Brian from Texas, what, 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 when your kids come home and they're on all fours barking at you, you got an issue. Turn the show <laughs> off. Yeah, right, Turn right. Turn off the podcast, Louise. <laughs> yeah, Louise. <laughs> yes. Oh, God almighty. All right, titty tats, if you want to keep writing to us, please do. We yes. love your emails, and uh, we we love reading them. So Yeah, and we will be back with the amazing Dash Kwiatkowski. Woohoo! Hey, all you titty tats listening around the world. Now you can take the Tit for Tat show with you wherever you go by listening on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, and all your other favorite podcast streaming services. Catch up on all the advice you missed from our Just the Tip segment. They're trying to get him a date and they want him to be 11 by 6. <laughs> they want him to be satisfied. Correct. They have a ruler at the door. <laughs> Celebrity interviews. Bowie or Jagger? Jagger. I, I don't think I've ever jacked off to Bowie, but I promise you I've jacked off to Jagger. Ah. See, this isn't like the interview you normally have, is it? And the nonsense that goes on between Thomas, Veranda, and Chris. Fuck you both. <laughs> I've got him tell, calling me filthy. I got you queens driving me crazy. Well, one and one queen and one only Shut fan. Up. <laughs> one only fan. Remember, if you have no one else, you've always got us. Hey, Dash, it's Thomas. Hey, Thomas, how are you? Good, and I want to introduce you to my co-host, the fabulous Veranda Lanai. Hello, darling. Hello, Veranda. And you just spoke to producer Chris, who we like to call Daddy. Okay. <laughs> now, I don't have a great relationship with my dad, so hopefully this is a better one that I'm walking into right now. <laughs> He's a very good daddy. Uh-huh. That's, those, are, those are rare. That's a delight. Well, yeah, and you know, the funny thing is he's straight and has a child, so the daddy reference is actual, actually valid. Absolutely, when, and, the hope, and the hope is that that word takes on such a specific and different meaning for him that by the time the child starts to say it, it's, it's just a whole word. Who knows where we are? Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so how are you? I'm all right. I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm, uh, ran some errands. I'm, I'm uh, vaccinated now. Very exciting. Yes. Happy to be able to go outside and eat food off the ground again. Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, so we want to tell our audience a little bit about you. And sure. you are an amazing comedian. Mm -hmm. But as Thank I was, you. yeah, as I was doing my research, I saw that you also consider yourself actually even more of an actor, writer, producer. Uh, I don't know about produ more act actor writer for sure. I I sort of I, I do some voice acting. Um, there are a handful of YouTube channels that keep paying me to voice characters, and I don't know why, but they keep doing it. So I'm not <laughs> questioning any anyone, but I, I also I write content for some for some uh, a couple channels out there. And I I wrote a, a web wrote and acted and directed a web series like a million years ago. Um, yeah, and I guess I produce podcasts. I guess that counts. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, keep that producer title. 
Yeah, but I'll be, <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest with you. I you first came to my attention in the Brash Boys Club. Sure. Yeah. Which actually was a pay per view event that featured three. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, 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 yeah. That featured three comedians from the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um. And helping you got paid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and well, then, uh, go ahead. No, no, no. That's okay. just, that, that was the response. Okay, so that's when I first discovered you. And then I will say okay. I immediately fell in love with you when I was looking into you. And you're self de- you self-described yourself as a chubby nerd into comic books and dim sum. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much. Those are those are two of my main interests. Um, <laughs> the, the, the dim sum is hard because you really, to get the full, I feel like you really have to sit down. You really have to sit down and have just an old person with a cart yell at you angrily to get the full experience. And I just, pandemic has been uh, not as much, but there is a, there's a little, there's a little grocery store near me that does some dim sum. And that's been uh, a, a lifesaver to find. Awesome. Wow. You know, I, I'm a, I'm a huge comic book um, aficionado and okay. I, I know I've, I've heard you say that you are, uh, your favorite character is the Green Lantern. Um, yes, specifically Guy Gardner. Mm. I love, I love Guy Gardner. Uh, if I had to rank them, probably Guy Gardner, uh, Kyle Rayner, John Stewart. Um, there are some new ones that I'm told I would love. I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, behind the times currently, <laughs> but Hal Jordan's at the bottom of the list. That's the most important thing to know. <laughs> but you know, so if, if you could construct anything with your power ring, what would be the basis of your concentration? Oh. Like, how would you, how would you make that work? Ooh, you mean like sort of, uh, you mean just sort of like the, like my, my general sort of motif or aesthetic or, yeah, or, yeah. or how do you mean? I mean, I feel like, I mean, I feel like we don't get a lot of the sort of, I feel like we don't get a lot of the sort of the fun, the fun sort of, uh, leathery Hellraiser elements, uh, (laughs) in any of the current Green Lanterns. And I do think that that would be a, a great way to stand out, uh, on whatever, uh, (laughs) whatever, uh, queer version of the Justice League team that they, they put us on. Right. Uh, uh, but yeah, I think that would, that would definitely be fun. I think just, I think just, you'd, it would take a lot to stop me from just flying around. Do you know what I mean? Like there'd have to be something very serious going on. <laughs> hey, can you, for a minute, can you stop just flying around and actually take care of some of this stuff? Now, how do you feel about, um, uh, so, there are newer characters that are coming out in DC and Marvel that are, are LGBT heroes now, that there's there's now a, a, a much broader platform for those kind of heroes. Whereas back in the day, like for myself, I read comic Absolutely. books and it was it was a nice way to kind of um, dig into something that was very, you know, private for me because I felt the the whole struggle of the superhero versus the whole struggle of being LGBT was your secret identity, Absolutely. you know, that whole bit. Uh, how do you feel about the new uh, LGBT heroes coming out? So some of them I think are done really, really well. Um, I know that there was a character, there's a character on the Young Justice cartoon, which I, I adore the Young Justice cartoon, who ended up being, I think, sort of a sentient mother box. And this character uh, at some point sort of explicitly states that they don't feel either of the binary genders, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, other other ones, I feel like, you know, sometimes I feel like 
the comic book people mean well, but it's a little bit of a swing and a miss. Um, So I don't know if you remember, they came out with Snowflake and Fake Space were two characters. (laughs) I know. It was terrible. Yep. Truly, truly, truly a big swing and a miss. I mean, there's obvious ones like that. Um, And then uh, I think they just they just introduced a character in the new I think the new Teen Titans series who is related to Ragdoll. And this is a canonically non-binary character which is exciting, but also the character is a sort of a sentient, uh, sentient spirit cloth. And I, I, I love that the character exists, but at the same time, I think a lot of times creators will think, well, I want a non-binary character. I'm going to make them uh, some alien or a robot or a non-human entity. And I think it's, it's important you know, for readers to know that like, no, human, human beings can also be. Like, yeah, human yeah, it's, it's a huge be. disservice to, to, to those who are reading it that, Oh well, okay. A piece of cloth or or a robot. Well, well, geez, you know, I, I, you know, okay. Growing up, my my role model was Wonder Woman. <clears throat> I yeah, freaking totally. love Wonder Woman. So I had something to base, you know, a lot of my, you know, my drag on too. That this strong, Absolutely. powerful lady, you know, yeah. is was I, I latched onto that really well. And I know there were other, you know, LGBT individuals that latched onto other superheroes just the same. That I hope that they yeah. continue to keep. Uh, you know, humanoid or human figures that are LGBT. You know, I think it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And I love that you incorporate some of that into your your comedic work. Um, oh, definitely. You know that that's I love that you incorporate the 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 uh, the comic book superhero fun yeah. into yeah. that. You know, I think I think the sort of the what it, what it comes down to in terms of in terms of when we'll really start to feel when we really start to feel good about this representation is when some, you know, some significant portion of the people in the creative room belong to these marginalized groups that are being written for. And I think, you know, I would love, and this is the thing that I say a lot, I would love for there to be, you know, I'm, I'm okay with poorly handled representation as long as there's also really well handled representation. I would love characters that are, sort of good and characters that are bad and all over the place. So I don't have to say, well, okay, well, the only queer character on this show, you know, it, it puts so much on that one character. When you get to, all right, well, this show has a handful of queer characters or this comic has a handful of queer characters. And you can say, all right, well, these ones are great and these ones are fine and they sort of are all over the place. Just like, you know, cis het characters. Yeah. There's great ones and there's terrible ones and it's okay because you have a whole <laughs> you have a lot of them to choose from. Right. 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 You know, <clears throat> moving moving forward into your comedic yeah. career, you know, who totally. who do you um who were your inspirations, you know, to try to, to get into comedy? Like who did you follow and you know, what really kind of tripped your trigger to say, "Wow, this this looks like so much fun. I you know, I want to try this." So I've been I've been sort of on stages to a, a number you know any, any varying degree since I was around twelve or thirteen years old. I used to I used to play in bands and then I you know I did uh, theater in college, which in terms of again hindsight queerness was a big a big sort of uh, uh, should have known earlier. Uh, <laughs> but um, but I, I you know I I always loved being on stage and you know it's funny because a lot of the comedians that I that I loved when I was just starting out are comics who I am not as fond of now, just based on sort of the, the way that they've gone directionally or politically. You know, I, I grew up and I, you know, I, I loved, I loved Dave Chappelle growing up wow. and, 
that's a you know that's a whole thing in terms of how he feels about trans people. Right. Um, but it's 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 interesting, and it's sort of I feel like that was. I think a really important lesson. It's funny. I'm my sort of, I, I love comic books. I also love pro wrestling. And that's another one where, uh, <laughs> I sort of encourage people, well, don't, don't get too attached to liking any of the actual people, because when you learn about, you know, how they vote and think, yeah. then sometimes you get very sad actually. Yeah. Um, but I think that's been a really important lesson in terms of, in terms of, you know, as someone who grew up really being, having so much respect for a lot of these comics, like a, you know, I loved Dave Chappelle. Um, I, you know, the big one that I, I used to love when I was much younger, I, I was a big fan of Louis C.K. And that, you know, that mm. came out as like, this is a person who's done monstrous things. Right. And, yeah. but, I, but I think, I think that the important lesson as you sort of, as you grow up in an art, because, you know, you, you start off as a baby, you don't know what you're doing. You yeah. get on stage, you try your best and it takes a long time to learn how to, you know, uh, produce something that you're happy with. Yeah. I think the big lesson, uh, especially, you know, as a, as a non-binary person, as an Asian American, as someone who doesn't see a lot of people who look like me in the arts themselves now, right. um, I think the important thing is that, you know, we really learn that we have to create the things, you know, yeah. we have to, we have to make the art so that some kid who's watching, you know, uh, now can say like, Oh, that's a person who is more like me in some way. And then that person maybe is going to be inspired to say like, Oh, maybe I can do this and and so on. And I think it's, it's important. You know, we're sort of at a, we're at a, um, we're sort of building a foundation, I yes. think for, for hopefully a more, a more diverse thing. I mean, this, this ties back into the comic books, you know, when, when people in the creative, when people in the space doing the creating in the writer's room and wherever are more diverse then the product is more diverse. And I think that applies to stand up and that applies to, uh, television shows and so on. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think one of the most important things like we do on this show is really try to make the most diverse number of people possible, expose yeah. them and let them be seen, you know, and um, I love that. Yeah. But, you know, back to the comedy thing, because we get a lot of comedians. Totally, yeah. yeah, we get a lot of comedians that we have come on and, you know, every single um different diverse type of com comedy come on but i'm so obsessed with the psyche of a comedian i all, i tend to ask every comedian that comes on a lot of similar questions is there sure, any yeah. is there anything off limits as far as your comedy goes? oh yeah you know i would i would say um uh, off limits feels weird because off limits makes it sort of seem like maybe there's things that i want to talk about yeah. that i don't let myself yeah and I think that this really, you know, I think that evolves and changes. When I, if you ask me that question in my first couple of years of comedy, I would say, no, you can joke about anything. Nothing's off limits. And I would have had a very like brash sort of, yeah. if you get offended, blah, like that sort of opinion, because I, I was just starting and that those are, that's what the people that I respected in comedy, I would, I would be parroting what I've heard. Right. And, you know, now, now in, in terms of what I think, I mean, I I don't want to make a joke that's going to make the world worse. You know, that's, yeah. that's sort of my general take right now. And I, I don't want to make a joke that is going to do harm rather than make people laugh. And yeah. that includes, you know, that includes a joke that makes some people laugh, but does harm to other people. Those are jokes that I, I don't really want to do anymore in, in my career. That's not the sort of the art that I want to produce. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have, we have so little time yeah. and I, 
I would love to make things better somehow than, than when I got here. And I think that's, that's the approach that I, I, I have an example of this. I, I remember, um, uh, several years ago, I was doing a joke that involved mentioning an Asian stereotype, but in the context of like, this is an Asian stereotype. So it's not me making fun. Also I'm, I'm Asian, but also it's, you know, it's, it's mentioning it and reflecting on something else. Yeah. And when I would do that joke in certain parts of the country, I would see white people laugh at uh, the Asian stereotype part in like, you're laughing at the wrong part of the joke, but still I was like, well, this, if that's how the joke is being read, then it's not worth doing the joke to me because even, even if people are misreading it and thinking this is, this is punching down or making fun of, you know, my own, my own culture, my right. own people, I still don't, I still don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, and it's fascinating. So I, oh, no, go, definitely go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, so it's, it's not, it's not so much that anything is off limits in terms of topics. It's just, you know, I, I try to avoid things that punch down. I try to yeah. avoid things that make light of of people who are marginalized or negative stereotypes or things like that. And it's not even that I have to try because those things, I think the more I learned about the world and the more I started listening to pe- marginalized people who, you know, are marginalized in different ways than, than myself, the more I started listening to other voices, a lot of stuff that I might have laughed at when I was 12 watching South Park or whatever right. just stopped being funny to mm-hmm. me. Right. So would you do a Comedy Central roast? Hmm. That's hard. I mean, I, it, it really depends because I'm sure I would be, I'm sure I would deeply not enjoy a lot of the, a lot of the jokes also on there. I think it would really depend on who else was on the bill. I think it would depend a lot on who else was on the bill and sort of who, who was in charge of it. Because I'll say this, I've, I've done, you know, I've done roasts with my friends that have been a tremendous, a tremendous amount of fun because I, you know, I, I really think, Although I will, this and this is like a this is a meta commentary thing yeah. about comedy, but I just don't think roasts are meant for a public audience. And, and right. I don't think it feels like a thing that comedians do to an audience of comedians, where you know, because there's nothing, there's very little that is as respectful to another com- comic than to say like, "Hey, I wrote this joke. Like, I took my time and my effort, and I wrote a joke about you that feels like a good, funny joke." Yeah. Um, that feels like a, a real compliment to me. But the problem is when you get these shows like, you know, like Roast Battle or whatever, the audience doesn't know the person. Right. The audience yeah. don't really know the sp- specific comics. So what you end up having to do is it's all just jokes about appearance. It's all like, oh, this person looks like X or this person looks mm-hmm. like Y. And then you get into stereotypes and you get into all this stuff. And it just, it doesn't feel as personalized and it doesn't feel as real. And I, I think the element of roasts that I love is the sort of, this is my friend. This is a comic that I know. And I'm taking the time to write a joke about this person. Yeah. And they're taking the time to write a joke about me. And I, I love that interaction. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like the sort of the public, the public roast sort of loses that a little bit. Yeah. And, and that's, that's a great fascinating answer because, you know, of course I've watched them and there are so many uncomfortable moments, Oh yeah, you know, yeah. and, but to the point where I kind of feel like, you know what, I'm not getting it. You know, like is sure, there yeah. this unwritten code, you know, kind right. of feeling to and, it. And to, to what you were saying, that they, those people that are on the dais, they all pretty much 
I wouldn't say all of them know each other, but they're the majority of them are friends with each other, and some of them are comics that say they can make that dig. But then again, you know, yeah. they're in a public audience, yeah. so yeah, it, it, you know, the dig was funny between them, and we're laughing at a joke that we have no no clue, yeah. you know, right. why they Absolutely. made that, right? Yeah, you know, I've I actually believe it or not, someone I, there was a roast of veranda. I remember. Oh wow! And that was that was actually quite fun. And nobody asked <laughs> yeah. me, nobody asked me to participate because it would have shut down the entire oh, bar. Please, please, I get roasted by you all the time. Come on, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. And you wouldn't want to reuse you wouldn't want to reuse the jokes that you you've had on the show. So you'd have to like it would have to be an entirely different writing process. Right. You would not believe how many times we tell each other save the fucking material <laughs> because outside of the podcast we're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how funny. <laughs> and, you know, we also, it's funny because your other two comedians from the Brash Boys Club are actually coming on yeah. the show as well. Oh, wonderful. Really, really sweet. Just really sweet, the both of them. Uh, Owen, just a tremendous sweetie. Brad, uh, Brad and I text all the time. Uh, yeah, really, really Really sweet, funny comics. Yeah, well, I was hoping you would take a different approach and give us dirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's take it back. We'll roll it back. Roll okay. it back. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we were hoping for. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, actually, you know, and I will, I will say that was that was one of the really the really nice parts about about making about making that show was was meeting meeting these other comics and and spending the time, and I think. There's something kind of fun about, you know, you fly because it was filmed in Los Angeles. And I, at the time I was living in New York, I'm still on the East coast. Um, but flying out and being like, I don't know who these people are and I don't know these comics and, and just meeting people, you know, some of the, some of the most fun I've had in comedy has been at, at comedy festivals and on the road. And there's something just really, there's something really nice about going to a place and saying, I don't know anyone here. I don't know any of these people. I am, uh, a, the festivals feel like, you know, summer camp basically, yeah. mm-hmm. but, uh, but being on, being, being on the road though, there's something you feel, you feel like a Jack Kerouac character or something when you're driving from town to town and you don't really know anybody, but you, you know, you do a show with some people and instantly you're bonded in this idea of like, all right, well, we just did this thing and now we know each other a little bit and we can, you know. Yeah. Go have a seltzer. I'm sober. Have a seltzer or something. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't doesn't that take away your sense of fear sometimes? That even though I know it is scary to go on on an unknown stage in an unknown you know venue, but in my my being a drag entertainer, like going and traveling and doing a festival or doing somewhere else is like, wow, I get to try out new material. I don't have to worry about my peers back home, you know saying, you know, oh, that was terrible. I can just try it out and be good. And they wouldn't know any different. <laughs> See, I think, I think, I think for me, it's, it's slightly the opposite where like, I want nothing more than for all of the, and this is, has to do with a lot of, and I am in therapy about this, but I want nothing more than a bunch of strangers to do the same thing as me to be like, wow, that person's very clever. I want <laughs> nothing more. <laughs> nothing more. But it is what you 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 feel it. There's a thing you you go into a comedy club or whatever, and you can tell which group are the comedians because it's always the same group in every city. It's the same, the same group. And then you 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 know that they don't know who I am, and I know who they are. And then you get on stage, and when you come off of stage having done well, and there's this like this group of local comics who are like, oh my god, wow, you're not from here, and you're good at this. It's it. You feel like you feel like a 
gunslinger from Stephen King or something, <laughs> right. right? Where you just feel you just feel so cool, and that is uh, that is definitely that is definitely a very unique and wonderful feeling. Oh yeah, yeah, it's got to be. I mean, and I do give you so much credit because, as I of course have been listening to so much and seen so much with you coming on the show, to be able to transition from sloths to depression. <laughs> destroyed me. I was howling. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. The, the sloth one is true. The sloth one. So I, uh, it was a place There's a place it's, it's technically right outside of Seattle, but it is for all intents and purposes of Seattle. And you can just go there and, and, uh, you can pet them and you can feed them. And there's a very nice friend, you know, the, you, you watch them climb around and they've got one that uh, was raised in captivity. So it doesn't know how to eat the way normal sloths do. So it does this weird thing with it. It's very cute. It's very cute. Uh, if you like these, if you like these very silly little creatures, yeah. uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a delightful time. How fun. Yeah. <laughs> but the best part of the whole story is you found out they're semi-suicidal. Yes. So, the, 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 so I, I, uh, I'm, I'm especially talk about this, but yes, the, the person who runs the center informed me that if they get, if they get very bummed out, they are stressed out. They just, they just die. They will just oh my. sort of stop existing, which is, uh, which, and when you, when you think about, when you think about, you know, nature and evolution and the reason things are, there's some really spectacular ones like, uh, Right now, I'm. Uh, then this is this is off topic. Right now, I'm I'm pupating some hornworms into moths because we got some hornworms for our leopard gecko to eat, and he decided not to eat three of them, and then they got way too big for him to eat, and we we're like, all right, well, these are just gonna become moths, I guess. Oh no! And the process, the process, it's okay. Where we have a little moth enclosure, it's like a tiny, low stakes Jurassic Park. Does it put the, the process- lotion in the basket? <laughs> <laughs> no, there hasn't. Been, there, there's been no lotion and no bathroom. Okay. We don't have a tiny little dog, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, but uh, the you know the the process of these things will coat themselves in a in a shell that, and then all their guts just sort of melt, and they become a butterfly inside. And you think, wow, nature really is amazing the way that these things have found out how they exist. And then someone's like, if sloths get stressed out, they die. (laughs) Sometimes nature is really amazing. And other times I have no idea what's going on. Oh God. But they get the cute factor and nobody gets everything. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) And what's great too is people, people, sloths have such a very specific, um, like reputation that people will just make stuff up about them. And then that just becomes fact. So like there is a people, people genuinely believe that sometimes sloths will grab for a branch and accidentally grab for their own arm and then fall to their death. That's completely made up. That's completely made up. That is just a thing that people decided, but you you had Thomas on the, on the the lamb there. You had Thomas on the ledge there. Yes, I was, I was getting stressed out. I was about to die. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you got to be careful. Right. Uh, they're they're amazing though. It's an amazing creature. So I I'm also I'm a big dork for the uh like the the old Did you ever watch the old Animal Planet documentaries where they just CGI a bunch of dinosaurs <laughs> like walking with dinosaurs any of those ones? Yes. Uh, I love these. I love these. I love these whole series and we've been watching ones about uh prehistoric mammals. And there used to be so many sloths. There were aquatic sloths that swam around 
in the water, and then there were these giant sloths that were mostly vegetarians but would sometimes just eat a living thing, which seems like a hilarious way to go, <laughs> just being near a thing and being like, well, I, I know that that's safe because it's, oh, no. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, just truly, truly a, a bunch of very interesting a bunch of very interesting former lives for sloths. Yeah. And, uh, it's a, you know, but now we just have the slow ones and right. that's, that's fine because they're, they are very cute, but they I do are. wish we had some of the giant ones still. <laughs> I just want a bunch of CGI verandas running around and seeing what happens. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I, you know, if you could, if you could pitch it, if you could pitch it to animal, does animal planet still exist? I don't actually know. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> does it really? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't, I haven't seen it on my. <laughs> I'm too busy watching all my other uh, streaming. No, shows. you're all too busy reading comic books. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh my gosh. Reading so, the books and watching the movies. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, our uh, what's what's your next gig? Where are you off to next? So I haven't been, you know, I haven't been booking touring stuff because there's just just this little this tiny pandemic that's been happening. So I haven't been. On the road as much as I would like, yeah. uh, slash at all. Um, I've been doing, you know, I think there there are Zoom shows that people do, which are it's not the same, but it's, no. it's its own sort of, right. it's its own sort of thing. Um, I haven't even been, you know, and here, here's the thing: I haven't even really been thinking about stand up as much because I've been focused on. Um, I have so I, I I do have a podcast. It's called Psychic Friends, Friends yeah. with a Z, and uh, we give out free psychic advice to people who are participating in Psychic Facebook, which if you don't know about Psychic Facebook, I highly recommend it. There's a Facebook group called Sacred Unity. It's a great place to start. And it's a lot of people who have questions about relationships and questions that should be to doctors that they're not doing. And that's that sounds like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, except our, our, we got so many advice questions on bizarre, kinky, fetish things that we never had heard of. We had a create a yeah. whole segment called Just the Tips. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened. I've listened to oh, that. <laughs> where where um, where would you where would be the um oh I'm trying to think of uh the the best place what in the back of your mind that you'd want to perform? Like what's the ideal place? Like what what venue would be like the tits? So I'll say I'll say of all the I've performed at a lot of a lot of comedy clubs across this country. Um, some of them very good. The vast majority of them deeply terrible. Uh oh. Um, but the best, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, the best comedy club in the entire country is a little place in Bloomington, uh, Bloomington, Indiana, called the Comedy Attic. Uh, the Comedy Attic is run by a person who just more than anything deeply loves stand-up comedy and just wants to put on a great show. Just wants to put on a great weekend of shows. And it's not the biggest club. And it's not, you know, uh, the, his budget is not as big as some of these, you know, he's not Ticketmaster or whatever. So, you know, he can't get some of the, the right. huge names, but just really, this is a person who just spends his time scouring, you know, the, the internet for like, who's, who are, who are the best comics right now? Um, and so, yeah, the, the comedy attic in Bloomington, Indiana is far and away my, my favorite comedy club, my favorite probably place to perform. Um, that is like a, a specific comedy club. Oh, um, awesome. Some of the most fun I've had also outside of the genre of comedy club are, you know, historic venues. I remember 
Um, I did a show at Stonewall that was really wonderful and felt like a really sort of uh, meaningful yeah. thing. And the audiences there were, were, were great. Um, but a lot of just indie shows, a lot of indie shows are, are great. And that's just anytime, you know, anytime someone can get, uh, anytime someone can get a little space and just make sure the acoustics are right. Some of the, some of the best magic in terms of just traveling the country are just the, the little spots that would surprise you, you know, like yeah. the little, like, Oh, here's a, here's a taco restaurant in Denver and in the side room they do shows and it's magic every time. Stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And on a very, very serious note, I know we're kind of wrapping up at this point, but I think we'd be remiss not to mention it. <clears throat> um, as an Asian American with the ridiculous amount mm -hmm. of hatred happening right now, um, we just want you to know, you know what, we join you in protesting that hate. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it definitely has to stop. Yeah, and I, I appreciate that. And, you know, I think... I think, you know, and it's, it's hard right now because it feels like, it feels like, you know, it's, it's from every, every direction, yeah. you know, yeah. there's, there's the, the Asian hate, but then, you know, you look and you see all of the, the anti-trans bills. Yeah. I think there's what, 32 of them. Yep. And then, you know, this, this, uh, this, another instance of police murder that just yep. happened. Just happened. And I, you know, I just, I feel like, more than more than ever, I think the most important thing is that people have to people have to stand together and, and marginalized people, whether you know it's orientation or gender or race, marginalized people, we really just we all have to have each other's backs. Yeah. And I think and I think for, for a really long time, sort of dominant culture has worked really hard to sort of pit us against each other in different ways. Right. And I just think, you know, now now more than ever. The, the sort of the coalition building and the community building, the people I see, you know, across, across different, every, every different form of marginalization. I just think, you know, we all, we all have to be there for each other right now. And yeah. I, I appreciate you saying that. And yes. I, you know, I, I, I feel like, yeah, we all, we all got to be in this together. Well, yeah. And you know, you're doing it yourself also just by being visible. Yep. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, yeah, yeah, you, you both as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that's what we that's kind of what we have to do, you know. And with all this hate surrounding us and people being isolated for so long now, it's yeah. even become more and more and more important. But um, we love you, Dash. We absolutely, absolutely do. I love you all too. Yeah, and hopefully we're going to have you back on. And I would we, love to. And we will be to. serious because we we all will have solved all the world's problems. That's right. <laughs> we'll have solved the world's problems and there'll finally be a good Superman movie. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and the, and the world will be a better place. And it'll actually have some primary colors this time. I'm, being... I'm not going to hold my breath on that Superman movie. <laughs> I'm just not. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. But Hey, Hey, but Aquaman was fun. Yeah. right? Yes. And honey, <laughs> Wonder Woman just smashed it for me. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I really, you know, the Wonder Woman, I think, was the first of the DC movies where I was like, oh, wow, you can have a movie that's fun that where the hero values human life. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that they were going to do that in this film franchise. Aww. Well, Dash, we value you. Yes. I value you as well. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I, I really appreciate uh, getting to talk with you. Yeah, and if you ever need another psychic friend, I am extremely not psychic. I fit right in. <laughs> I can put my uh, psychic yeah, I mean, wig on. 
<laughs> you know, a psychic wig, and these are objects of power. These are right. these are uh, 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 energy. Energy is transferred. Uh, no, we, you know, we do our we do our best on the podcast to actually to actually access intuition because I feel like I feel like everyone can take a crack at uh, uh, understanding the world in a way that uh, potentially uh, someone who is religious or treats science as a religion uh, has told them they can't. Yes. that said, that sounded very anti-science. What I said just now, not at all. <laughs> Believe in science. No. Please get vaccinated. Do all this stuff. <laughs> all I'm saying is there. Uh, uh, there's a there's a whole movement that's sort of the Richard Dawkins new atheism thing. But I'm not. I, that's the form that I'm not a huge fan of. But I do do love science. <laughs> I cannot. Fantastic. <laughs> and definitely check out Dash's podcast, that's Psychic right. Friends with a Z, and track. Track them down on Twitter and Instagram and show all the socials. I'm on both of those things. Yeah, show <laughs> a lot of love. That's right. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I had a really nice time. Awesome. Hopefully we'll talk to, talk soon. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was quite a show. Oh my God. Yes. The emails threw me as usual. <laughs> Our I, guest, Dash, was amazing. Dash was fabulous. Mm-hmm. Right? How interesting. Oh, yeah. And I love yeah. the comic books. That's, that's one of my favorite things, one of my loves. Well, I think this was really the first time that you got to nerd out with a guest. I know. Yeah. Right? Usually I'm trying to get a get a gig. Right. <laughs> hey, it's the first time I didn't ask for a gig. That is true. Uh, <sighs> first time for everything. And the last. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, and yes. Let's not forget on the next show, we're returning to the Royals. Oh, my God. Well, we've done our period of grief. I guess. <laughs> Are you still in grief, Daddy? Just just a little longer. Okay. I will tell you this, though. Mm-hmm. I was reading a lot of stories, you know, about it and all that kind of stuff, and people were writing in their their direct contacts with Prince Philip, you know, over time and all that. And the funniest thing, this guy wrote in and he said, you know, I'd always wanted to meet Prince Philip. I actually ran into him somewhere, and I went up to him. <clears throat> he was extremely charming. And then he said, well, where are you from? And I said, oh, I'm from Brighton. And he said, you must be seedy then, and turned around and walked away. No. Wow. Right? Wow. And he thought that was amazing, you know? <laughs> so, Well, there, there's the whole starstruck thing, too, because, yeah. that, you know, they are, so, they are the celebrity of their country. Mm-hmm. Right. Save the material. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to revisit this. Uh-oh. <clears throat> yeah. Rot-row. Right. But I think we've reached our natural end point. I can't take <laughs> oh much more God. tonight. Right? <laughs> so it is time to say goodnight, Veranda. Woof. Oh, God. <laughs> the, gay, the gay dog. It's time to say goodnight, Chris. Goodnight, Chris. Thanks for not barking. You sounded very <laughs> tired there, Chris. <laughs> yeah. And this is Thomas. Always remember, if you've got nobody else, you've, you've always, always got, got us. us. Oh, tit for tat for every tit. There's a tat. Tit, tit, tat, tat, tit, tit, tat. Tit for tat. Thomas and Veranda, a dude and a queen. Talking about the gossip out on the scene. And you can count on them to give you the dish. And if we don't like